Okay, um, my name's Alistair. My name's Kat, and this is the Bamport Productions Podcast. What do you have for us today? Post-Trump insurrection, sir. Post-Trump insurrection. <laughs> it sounds like really serious, but it is. Okay, so... Trump, as usual, read many articles on The Economist about it in the Times. It's saying, Wednesday, January the 6th, 2021. This is a day that will define his presidency, they're saying. And it's going to live on in infamy. This was when there was the armed insurrection. So now we're talking about what's going to happen now. Well, the Democrats, as you know, and many of the Republicans now are not very happy. And the Democrats are saying that they will impeach if Pence doesn't oust him by invoking the 25th Amendment, which would require him to invoke it, but also half of the cabinet to agree what with it. What is that? Half the cabinet or half plus one? Like, what are the numbers on? I think invoking the 25th means that the VP, th- that's actually the only political power that he really has, is to invoke the 25th Amendment. So he so he needs to be the one that invokes it. Mm-hmm. But then half of the cabinet, at least half need to then agree with him. And then that means that they can remove the president. It doesn't look to me like Pence is going to do that. I personally don't think that he has the balls, you know. But if he did... Well, did I'm... you not see they um, were talking yesterday? Pence was talking? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't see that. So Pence was talking happened? with Trump. They met in the Oval Office yesterday. Um, apparently, there were mm-hmm. big smiles um, and he left. So it was the first time they've spoken since that. So I don't think there's any chance of the yeah, 25th Amendment being yeah. invoked. Pence is not going to be the one to do it. And it would be ironic if Pence did because that would be the only kind of valuable achievement was that it could be argued that he would do it in his VP-ship would be to, in essence, at his boss. And you're right, you know, seeing as now he's back on good terms with Trump, it looks highly doubtful. So it looks to me like it's up to the Democrats to impeach. Mm-hmm. Now, they tried to impeach him the first time. That flopped because uh, Republicans voted to support him. So they voted against the impeachment. Uh, so, but now that the Democrats... Uh, have got full Congress, have um, got a majority in full Congress, meaning a majority in House of Reps, and the Senate, you know, so if they impeach, which could take months, uh, then it then it would kind of blow a presidency run for Trump out of the water in 2024 if they were successful. And I think that this uh, time around, they probably would be more successful. And it's interesting because a lot of Republicans now... And Romney, who was already speaking out against him prior, uh, has already said. And in fact, in the chamber, when they were doing the vote counting, um, Romney was normally very mild-mannered and he shouted at the rest of the Republicans and he said, this is what you've let happen. And one of the Democrats Mm. then shouted, someone call Trump and tell him to call off the riot. You know, this should never happen. Like, that shouldn't be happening in... The chamber, do you know what I mean? So, you know, to me, it's just, uh, it's a combination of sadness and embarrassment. And uh, a lot of countries around the world have released press statements um, very critical of what's happened in the US. And also um, a lot of people are probably sniggering as well. You know, Putin and Xi of China, 
You know, they're probably all, you know, having a laugh at the Americans behind their back because this is what happened to their great democracy. Um, uh, it's actually, I mean, it's like, like for me, it's a sad embarrassment. I would be if, you know, I was an American, even a Republican, even a Trump supporter. Like if there was any reflection looking back, I would feel it was a sad embarrassment. And uh, as many as 55 people have been very quickly charged now with looting, vandalism, there was feces in some of the offices. Um, they weren't very smart because a lot of the Trump supporters didn't have on masks, you could see their faces, they posted themselves online. So the FBI very quickly have moved on it and there's up to 55 more being charged. And it's quite ironic because in fact, their savior and hero, President Trump, well, had like signed in through an executive order uh, a law that would increase penalties against the rioters and vandals, prescribing up to 10 years in prison for the willful injury of federal property. So a lot of them might actually face hard time right. defending the man that they believe is a god and he's in essence just kind of seen a lot of their fates so a lot of them are now apologizing a lot of them have been sat from their jobs and you mentioned that there was a ban on them going on flights oh uh, i don't know much about that to be honest but added yeah something the no fly list so if they were involved in the not all the protesters but just some of the people i think that were a bit more involved in the ruckus down at the down at the capital um yeah, but I was going to ask what um, oh man, I forgot what I was going to say now. Actually, it was to do with the the thing you were saying about about the rioters, the law, not that the was rioters in particular. It was to do with them, the question about Trump. Oh yeah, it was when you were saying that. Uh, you know, this is like a sad thing that American democracy has become. It's an embarrassment lot, as well. It's an embarrassment. An embarrassment, and that a lot of these people will be. Um, you know, laughing at, at what's happening there. It certainly does look to be a kind of turning point and, uh, and there will be some differences after this, but do you really think that American democracy is in danger at this point in time? Do you think this is a really big threat that has come from Trump? Do you think there's a chance of American democracy decaying at this point for America to become a basket? case i mean it's still the largest economy it's got good growth they have a huge tech advantage and uh, more power. disposable income and militarily they're still decades ahead of any other contemporary in the world yeah. people have been taught you know it's a point noam chomsky used to make actually that american wealth as a percentage of the world peaked just after world war Two. I, I think America or Americans own something like 80 or 90% of all the wealth in the entire world after World War II. The country? Not just the, the country, country and the people, and the people. The yeah. people as well. I mean, massive. And it's just been a steady decline since then because other countries have risen since then, other economies have grown. America being, you know, what, 5% of the world's population will, you know, lose their share of that over time but they still have just uncountable advantages over people have been talking about this decay for decades now and saying that america's on the way out no longer a superpower i don't see anyone surpassing them in the next you know 20 years or so it's 
they're still very powerful. And as we said in the last um, our last talk about this, I do think that American politics is very robust. The institutions are robust. I don't like the idea of this being called particularly like a genuine insurrection or a genuine rebellion. I think it was clearly a protest. I don't think anyone had any clear plan to overthrow the government when they were there. I don't think there was any risk of the government being overthrown at any point. And actually, I think you're seeing a lot of institutions rallying behind, you know, the government or the constitution at this point. Um, Trump is clearly on his kind of way out. Um, is a lame duck president. Yeah. And even with a huge number of people that supported the protesters or rioters, um, or rebels, you know, no one has really been backing down from the government to come and support or side with them. If anything, they've become more and more alienated. So I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't see this as being like, you know, the biggest, these things happen from time to time. And I don't know how big an event this will be. In the historical sense, right, in the modern yeah. historical yeah. sense. I, I don't know, I might be wrong in this, but do you, do you really think this is like a big like embarrassment or like an endgame for America? Do you think this is like where democracy dies? I mean, like you said, endgame for the US? Come on, no, definitely not. Uh, like, okay, maybe it's, okay, maybe it is a bit of a judgment call on my part to say that, you know, that that day will live on and history and he's going to be judged severely for that because history will judge him it won't really be people and we need to remember that in decades to come even maybe 10 or 15 years people might not view him in such a negative light it might be viewed more objectively mm. um i mean his supporters did exactly what he told them to they're so blinkered fanatical and, and they're so loyal now, being loyal isn't necessarily a negative trait, but if you're loyal without questioning and you would do that, bear in mind that five people died. One was, but it's quite ironic because one was a policeman that was just doing the job and he was a Trump supporter. Now that's ironic. And there was three other people, medical reasons, and the woman that was shot as uh, she was at a door. So we need to bear in mind that they did exactly what their president said. Right, yeah. But they did interrupt the democratic process. So although you're saying, you know, maybe people are saying it was an armed insurrection, it was rebel. okay, maybe now that the dust has, has you know, fallen and things have calmed down, you know, okay, fine, perhaps it is a bit of a judgment call to say, you know, this is going to be... Uh, this is going to that Trump will be remembered for this because actually in years to come he, he will probably be remembered very objectively and you know I'm sure you can argue he's had some achievements you know he picked a fight with China and Obama did not do that and Mr. Biden Correct. will continue to need to do that and yeah. China is an ascending power of the 21st of uh, the 21st century um so yeah, I mean it's definitely not the end of democracy, it's not the end of days. Uh the US prides itself on its strong um democratic institutions. Um but okay, fine. I mean to me it is still a sad embarrassment. Um but now kind of like I guess people need to look to the future. I mean, because he's I don't I I was thinking he was unhinged. Now I'm thinking he just wants to cling to power. 
And I don't really think that's strange because I think a lot of heads of states have either become permanently embedded in their country, uh, highly autocratic. So I don't think it's just Trump as a head of state that wants to cling to power. That's the thing about power. When, when you have real political power, you want to keep it. Um, but it's not the democratic way. What? And America really prides itself on the democracy. So, you know, he will need to leave on the 20th. If not, they will have to literally just kick him out of the White House. Um, he served his term. And I s strongly suspect that the Democrats will impeach him. I strongly suspect so, meaning that a 2024 run would be out of the question. Did you see, um, actually, the, the vote the other day in mm. Congress? Okay. Um, I can't remember which house it was, actually. Um, uh, they were voting to... I, I can't... So I'm not entirely sure how the motions work there within the UK. The UK can have things like advisory votes or just statements the House can make. I think it was a similar kind of thing where whichever house it was, was just making a statement that the 25th Amendment should be invoked. And that actually wasn't voted on. They, they rejected that call. Um, I think Nancy Pelosi brought it forward. Um, so there's maybe some efforts to minimise this. Um, as wildlife everyone wants to distance themselves from Donald Trump, I think for a lot of people in the Republican Party, they're still going to find it difficult to get the idea of impeaching a Republican president. That may be seen as being, I don't know, they may see impeaching, having a president impeached as more damaging than not. Um, it's more damaging for the party. For the party. But the party's already been severely damaged. Absolutely. Seen that well, they're in, yeah, they're in damage in the mitigation mode. for Congress now. Regardless. Um, I do think that... I actually do think it will pass. I don't think it's going to be as easy as getting every. I don't think it's yet absolutely. So everyone, I mean, almost everyone is against Trump, but there is still politics to play here. Um, and as I say, I just, I really don't think the situation is all that serious. Um, I mean, it's, it is terrifying. It's a big step forward. I don't think it's anywhere near the collapse of America kind of level where you have to go all out. I think everyone still has lots of room to play They'll different go strong. cards. They'll still go strong they as can a country. Do, but they have a lot of room. Yeah, they have a lot of room within politics to deal with this politically um, rather than deal with this just as... Um, uh, you know, if you literally have, say, 100 million Americans storming every state capital trying to overthrow the government, then you've got the mm -hmm. real choice of you either back down or you go all out and kind of do martial law, gun people down, you know, all the big steps that dictators do. These it's are nowhere, French supporters. So nowhere near that. You know, there are a lot of people who are willing to protest this. Um, probably millions of people are willing to get out in the street and protest for Trump. There'll be a smaller number of people willing to cause violence this. The fanatical yeah. ones that are a small percentage but of even, the electorate. But even then, the violence they're causing is quite mindless. Even storming the capital. It made no sense. They shouldn't have gotten in. It should have just been like an yeah, outside that's riot. that's another thing. However, what I'm saying is the number of people that, del that would... If there was actually a call out to go and overthrow the US government, very few people would turn up for that. Um... So I think everyone still has a lot of room to play here. I don't think anyone's really backed into a corner where they think Trump is... Uh, and to say, I do think Trump is 
fairly rational. I don't know exactly what his goal is here, but whatever mm-hmm. his goals are, he wants to achieve. He's trying to figure out the best way to do it. I think it's fairly common knowledge that he's in tough financial position, personally. I think that he's got a lot of loans that are due this year. Um, I think he's trying to maximise his political authority, um, the crowd behind him. He may be an opportunist where if there was a chance to take you know, more executive power, he might have taken it, but really that doesn't come up a lot in America um, because it is such a robust system. So I don't think he's the type of person that's going to really put his life on the line to fight for it, to take those um, that, that authority. And I think he just wants to... I don't think he's willing to burn the whole country down as people... He might be, but he, he'd only do it in terms that would make him more like rich at the end of it. I think he wants a political authority for himself. He wants to be a voice in politics for some time to come. I think he wants to make money off of this. And actually, if he pushes the system too hard, if he genuinely calls... And I think he wants to avoid jail time. I don't think he's prepared to go to prison. You know, given those four things, he will do some crazy stuff, but not up, up to... I, I say, I think the, you know, insurrection mm-hmm. last Quote, week... Quote, unquote. I think that is a limit to what he was prepared to incite. I don't think he was prepared to call for it out and out. I think you've seen him be very quiet from now on mm-hmm. and very careful in what he's saying. He seems like quite a rational man. I don't think he's really prepared to, you know, go to... I don't think there's a huge risk with, with him at this point in time. I think he's a fairly known quantity. And while he is willing to push the system further than anyone was willing to push it in the past, he seems to have limits that he isn't prepared to go beyond... Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, a fairly safe situation for the country, actually. So in your opinion, he's not unhinged, he's thinking about his future? I think he has goal. I think he's prepared to take more risks than most people would to achieve his goals and take risks with other people's lives that most people wouldn't be That's quite selfish. prepared to do. Idealistic, as that may sound to me. Like, shouldn't you expect more from a head of state? Although that sounds quite I idealistic. I don't think so. I think for most people mm. you could, but from a head of state, probably not. Um, as how said, good can you be if you run, run a, country? a country? What I do is, you know, I have people that I support politically, ideals that I support politically, and movements I support politically. And while Trump is not one of those, I try and judge him by how I would judge people on my side doing the same thing. Typically, I agreed that the Black Lives Matter protests were justified and Mm -hmm. still are justified. Typically, I feel that the violence that came out of those is also justified. Um, I think I have to go some way to saying, well, the other side has to be okay as well. You know, you had a lot of people on the Democratic side stoking up hatred towards police and stoking up the flames of kind of racial tension um, rather than calling for healing. So that was in their political interest. I think if I'm going to criticise one side, you know, both, if I'm going to get like, my side off and say that's justifiable, I kind of have to do it with the other. Um, and actually, I think that with someone like, yeah, Trump, just to say, I really do think that he is at the quite close to the limit of what he's prepared to do he is showing he's kind of backing down a lot now and um yeah just his goals um seem to be i I don't know exactly what they are but i would guess it is to be able to make money from this afterwards hold on to some political authority even just as a voice on the sidelines and maybe set up a dynasty in the trump name which is something a lot of people want 
um, and he's prepared to go as far as he can to do that. But you say, well, he's pushed everything as further than any other president has before. He hasn't really crossed the line too much. And while it is selfish, I don't know if you can really expect too much more from leaders. I'd like it if we could, but... Um, but that's more idealistic than it is realistic. I think so. And as I say, I'm always willing to cut leaders that I support slack in the, mm-hmm. the, those terms. So I should probably do the same to, you know... A bampot like that's so, only fair. <laughs> it feels fair. It feels fair. Okay, so where do you see the Republican Party in the future in in relation to Trump? Do you think post Trump, whether he's impeached or not, do you think that the Republicans will want to wheel him out in the future? Do you think that the large name Republicans like Cruz yeah. would come out and support him if there was an impeachment. I mean, I know he would still have his so-called supporters, the Trump supporters that are very blinkered and fanatical. But do you do you foresee the Republican Party really embracing him, and um, and particularly after the armed insurrection, for lack of another term? Of course, you're saying that in the broader sense, perhaps it won't uh, be held in high regard in the rest of history but i mean where do you see the republicans or 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 at least the republican party viewing him because i can't imagine right? that the moderate republicans would be maybe even the a moderate of... republican voters wouldn't i think a lot of them probably find him absolutely deplorable but they don't have a choice of the republican but to vote for him well, no, I think um, the Americans did. Uh, the, some of the party were quite vocal in supporting someone like Trump, a large populist voice. Um, that said, the vast majority of the party was prepared to get behind him to some extent because it suited them politically. Um, the, you know, uh, the Republican Party is always going to be a bit more dangerous than the Democrats on this, simply not because of any inherent ideology, but just because of the way the numbers go. Typically, America is a fairly liberal-leaning country. Um, the popular vote always goes to the Democrats and it's the electoral callers. That make... The Republicans really have to fight quite a bit harder for that and get their supporters a bit more worked up. And you can see the appeal of a populist voice to that kind of party. You know, Whereas the Democrats are very happy every year to um, block Bernie Sanders, who's by far their most popular candidate, gets who's the most very votes. very left-wing. He gets the most votes out of anyone. Um, they're always willing to block that through technicalities and keep him out because they don't have to work that hard for it. So they can always go for more middle-of-the-line kind of candidates, um, such as Clinton, Obama, Biden. Biden. Um, the issue with you know the, the Republican Party is... At this point in time, it's obviously very easy to say, oh, of course not, Trump would be very damaging to them. But, you know, if at some point in the future they're going to struggle to get the votes and they need a bit more, um, a little bit more of a boost, he might be an appealing candidate, again, if he's, if he's you know, um, allowed to, you know, if he's able to, if he isn't impeached kind of thing. Um but what if he is impeached and if the impeachment is successful? They might just put him at the sideline and have him talking about stuff. And just, I, I can see, right now, I don't think there's, I think the mood in the public and the mood in the Republican Party is probably that they want to put the Trumpism back in the box. I don't know if they'll be able to. And they mm-hmm. actually might find that they're relying on him for some time within the party. He may become a party grandee. Um I do wonder because he has a very large section of supporters. As I say, my my real worry though is that 
that he may lose some supporters if he gives in too easily. In fact, he may choose to stay in the White House and get thrown out just because it helps the optics of how his supporters see him fighting rather than just giving in. Speaking of percentage of Trump supporters, I mean, I don't know the stats on this, but 70 million Americans did vote for him. But what percentage of those 70 million are what you call the extremists because the proud boys the militia types i thought that they're getting the most media but i thought that they're more extreme and on the fringes mm. so it's a very small percentage of the people who did vote for him that are the extremists that once again appeared at the rally you have to look at it at different levels um about 40 percent, and this depends how you question how you ask the question but about 40% of Republican voters said that they supported the protests at the Capitol and maybe even occupying the Capitol building. They weren't asking if they supported overthrowing the government, whether they supported armed revolution. They were just asked occupying as part of a protest. They did so, exactly what he told them so to about is the thing. 40% of people agree with that, that voted Republican. Mm. Um, from that, a smaller percentage will be prepared to go to the actual protests and travel. From that, an even smaller percentage will be willing to cause trouble and be a bit violent mm-hmm. with the protest. And from that, an even smaller percentage will be prepared to actually try and overthrow mm-hmm. a government. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess at the moment you're trying to keep it low. There's like a criticality threshold that once a certain percentage of people are willing to do that, it snowballs and kind of takes mm-hmm. off. You want to try and keep it below that at the time, which is why Trumpism, fascism, all of these things are very dangerous games to play with because you can breach it quite accidentally and suddenly it's a runaway effect. Right now, the number of people that are willing to take their guns and fight the federal, the feds for the government is tiny. It's so quite extreme. Yeah, they like are extreme, the blinking fanatical extremists. Right at the very fringes of that. It's a small percentage of a small percentage of a small percentage of a small percentage of 40% of the people that voted for Trump. Um, but you know if it does build so they certainly do need to put that back in the box and figure it out if they're not able to it could be difficult but they I don't think they need to get the clown back in yeah. the box the jack in the box had popped out and they need to get that back in at this point things aren't going to come to a blow over this election campaign even if Trump's out the numbers just aren't there for people to really want to put their lives down for this um, maybe in the future things might change a little bit but you know a lot of your kind of right-wing paranoid websites and Twitter accounts have been calling this the kind of civil war and how it's going to spark up. It's a bit dramatic. It really is. It's isn't. a magnification. The, the numbers just aren't there for people that are prepared to do that. They may be there over the next few years, but today they're not. And even though the inauguration is going to be a big event, there might be more protests, there might be more violence. You're not going to get an armed insurrection over this. Um, you might get violence, but not a dedicated armed insurrection. The numbers just don't exist for it. Okay. And we end it. That's bye from me. Bye from Alley Cat. <laughs> 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 <laughs>